Welcome to another episode of the Sports Bros Podcast, featuring the almighty B-Live, the money man, Scotty D, and your host, the head of creative, Eddie Cool. And without any further ado, let's give it up for the Sports Bros. Hey, what's going on, world? This be your boy, Eddie Cool, a.k.a. the HOC, and you are listening and you are tuned in via YouTube to episode 107 of the Sports Bros Podcast. That's right. We done made 107 of these things, give or take away a few, but at the end of the day, you still get the Sports Bros Podcast, whether it be me and B-Live, me and Scotty D., any kind of combination or iteration of the Sports Bros podcast. Well, there I go with my incoherent rambling. So that means one thing is host introduction time. Introducing first, the almighty be live. What's happening? What's going on in the world today? That does not get old at all 107 times. And I'm going to go ahead and get it out the way because I, I saw the look on the money man's face. When you said any combination of me and you, Eddie Cool, or you and Scott, I go, let's go ahead and mention there's been a couple episodes where it was just the money man. So just gonna get that out the way before he come on talk about welcome to the Scott Downey show, sports roll. I let's just get that. I, I see him. I see him. Those right were the now. good old days. Those were the good no. old days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Just <laughs> introduce that other guy. Oh, Good. boy. Here, here we go. And doing too much.net. Here we go. We got the pride of Washington, Pennsylvania. None other than the one, the only, the money man, Scotty D. This is bittersweet for me being here with you guys because I love being with you guys. I was hoping to get my name called by Roger Goodell or one of the others in the draft this past weekend. It, it didn't happen for me again this year. So my consolation prize, no NFL, but back with you guys again. So I'm ready to talk some NFL draft. Well, let's just say this is the greatest constellation gift that keeps on giving. What you say so, B-Lab? Don't you think so? Absolutely. Um, constellation stars or consolation prize with, you know, this <laughs> consolation prize being with you guys. But uh, it, it's, it's hard to believe that once again, no NFL team wanted a middle-aged white dude with no prior experience playing football. But, hey, that brings me to right here where we are today. Well, Scotty D, as they say in life, man, it bees that way sometimes. Enough of our collective incoherent rambling. Let's talk about this thing that happened this past weekend called the NFL Draft that was live in Cleveland, Ohio, on Thursday, Friday, Saturday night. Um, I didn't go because I'm allergic to the rain. I chew. Ain't nobody got time for that. So, of course, as we know, Trevor Lawrence was the overall number one draft pick by the Jacksonville Jaguars. Surprise. Uh, we had Kyle Pitts go early to the Falcons. We had Mac Jones fall all the way to the Patriots. So the question I pose to you fellas, what are your thoughts and surprises and your reactions overall from the NFL draft? Be live. You go first. Well, as you said, everybody knew that Trevor Lawrence was going to go number one. My biggest surprise, though, and this is going to shock you just a little bit because you know, and we're going to go ahead and get it out the way for the jump, all roads lead to Davo. And it came into full circle more than anything. Everybody knew about Trevor Lawrence, so that, that was an easy all roads. 
but Jacksonville had a second first round pick. And that surprised the heck out of me. I'm not even gonna lie to you. Because the first thought in my mind was that they're gonna protect their franchise quarterback. They're gonna they're gonna bolster up their offensive line. And I, I just I thought that was gonna be their first pick. On top of that, um Jacksonville already has they already have two very serviceable running backs. Mm-hmm. So why did they go back to Clemson and all roads and pick Travis E T N? We shall see. <laughs> we shall see. I think I just I'm like that that shocked me. I'm not even gonna lie to you. I really I just. I didn't see him going first round. I really did not. I think second round, he was he was going to go off the board second round without question. But for him to go first round to a team that already has two pretty decent running backs? We'll see. It, was, it, it was dumb, B-Live. It was dumb. Let's just call it what it is. Jacksonville in 2020 was good enough to win a single game, none of which came after week one. That means that team needed a whole bunch of stuff. The only position they didn't need was running back. They had that, that was the best player in their team last year, collectively, was James Robinson, right? Isn't that his name? Yep. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he ran for a thousand yards, right? Yep, yep. he did. Fa- fantasy football stud. And you pick a, a running back, you need everything. You won one game. One game. And you need everything. You need linemen. You need defense. You need everything except running back, and you picked a running back. Come on. It was like I, I understood the novelty of it. You know, like just the... Trying to the, make a splash kind of thing? The, the, the familiarity, I guess. I still think that Jacksonville could have went back in the second round and still got ETN. I, again, I didn't... Possibly. Possibly, yeah. yeah. I, so, I... I, I mean, Scotty, um, you, you... Yeah, you... you you well, yeah. Is that a I, case maybe of Urban Meyer trying to make a splash? I mean, I don't know that how much input he had on making the, uh, being the actual one making a pick. Maybe he was like, "Hey, watch this. Hey, Dabo, look, I got two of your guys." And Dabo's like, "Yeah, I, I can't use them anymore." So go ahead. You know, maybe he's just trying to be a sm- a, a, a wise ass. I don't know. It, it, was, hope, it was it was it wasn't good. Oh, so I hope that's not the case because that is really <laughs> really bad for business. Dabo just wants his players to be successful beyond college in the NFL. doesn't matter who they go to. He just wants them to have a successful career. So I, that, but yeah. Um, yeah, that, that, that was my biggest surprise. I just, I was like, cause as soon as it happened, I was actually out and about, and I was just talking to a couple friends. I wasn't even watching the TV. Next thing you know, my, my phone is blowing up phone call, text message, Facebook message. Did you see? Did you see that? I'm like, what, what, what? And then when I saw, I was like, what? How? He got drafted the first one. Jack, what? Oh, okay. It he is a what it is. Um, yeah. I, I, I didn't like that pick at all. I mean, it was splashy. It was fun in the moment. It happened like, whoa, you know, but whatever. I, like I said, you, when, you're, when you're only good enough to win a single game, You'd need more than just a running back, and I—that was not their pressing need. I—I I don't get that. 
don't know. I and I was I tell you, I, last week when we were talking about who we were interested to see, we were interested to see if the Bengals were going to really screw it up. And you know, I, I my after when I went to bed Thursday night, I said they screwed it up because I kept saying Penny Sewell's there, you got to take him, and he was, and they did. They took Jamar Chase, the wide receiver from LSU, but they rebounded. And they took uh, your boy from Clemson, Jackson Carmen, in the second round. Okay, uh, you know may, maybe I'm, maybe I was jumping the gun on being too critical of Cincinnati, but if they're getting that guy, and they still get a, a top target for um, Joe quarterback, yeah, yeah. So so maybe maybe uh, I'm going to back off of jumping down Cincinnati's throat for that because I thought, you know. Big mistake not taking Penny Sewell. But how would you like to be Penny Sewell? Imagine that. You are like the most coveted lineman in the draft. You have built up your career your entire life, and you waited for this moment. And you have a 1 in 32 chance of getting picked by Detroit, and it happens. How would you like that? How would you like that? You could have gone to any of these other teams and you end up with Detroit and a coach whose goal is to chew the kneecaps off the other team on the way up. I mean, man, you know, Penny, you look at Penny Sewell and they're celebrating, they're happy, but are they really? I mean, is he really that happy? He's going to be protecting golf. I don't know. So, but, so hey, c- congratulations, Penny Sewell. Yeah. So if you think about it on the outside, I was like, yes. I got a job in his head. Detroit, man. Yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> them? That's, I had a one in 32 chance of that being a team to pick me. Doggone it. Yep. Scott, yeah. at, least, at least you get picked by Jacksonville. They're a terrible team. You're going down to nice weather, you know, and a, and a you know, a nice team coming up. Yeah. Yeah. So, so Scott, what about the Cowboys, man? Who do the Cowboys pick? Well, you know, it was it was certain that it was going to be Patrick Sertan, and maybe if not him, um, Horn, who you guys got for mm-hmm. it, it, Carolina, and it didn't go that way. Um, <laughs> Denver undercut us. I really, really was. I, I was really disappointed when that happened, um, and it actually happened a couple of years ago, and it worked out because a few years ago, the, the Cowboys had their heart set on. Paxton Lynch and Denver jumped right on in there. And uh, <laughs> Terry Jones actually went on and said, I lost sleeper then. I really, I really wanted to, to, to get that guy. But um, it, it seemed like Patrick Sertan was going to be just, just the, 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 the perfect fit for the Cowboys. Cause they needed, they needed another good cornerback on the other side of, of digs. And then they got, uh, or they let uh, Chidobi Wuje walk. But I tell you, I'm not really hating Micah Parsons getting drafted as a, as a Cowboys linebacker, especially with uh, we lost a Penn State linebacker last week, right before the show. Sean Lee out, yep. Micah Parsons in. So the, the kid looks like a stud on film from uh, a couple years ago. And uh, can't complain about that pick, I think. I actually kind of liked the way Dallas moved back and picked up an extra pick to do it because. You had the Giants and the Eagles jostling over Devontae Smith. So, yeah, it was disappointing not to get Sertan, but it's hard to be upset, I think, with the guy we got. What did you guys think of that? 
I think it was a pretty good move. I mean, you, Sean Lee retiring, uh, what's the next best thing you got to do? You, you got to fill a void. Um, I think a lot of teams this year, I think they filled voids, and some teams was like, huh, what the hell are you doing? I mean, some of it didn't make any sense, but then again, you know, we're not in the war rooms. We don't know, you know, outside of our own, you know, respective teams, we don't really know what's going on. You know, we, we really don't. But I tell you what, man, I was chomping at the bit. I was like, oh, please let us get Penny Sewell. Oh, come on, Penny Sewell. And then when Cincinnati drafted that other guy, I was like, yes, we got a chance at Penny Sewell. And then here come Detroit ruining everything like they usually do. And then, <laughs> like you said, they, they'll be over there with Dan, the, uh, the knee biter, uh, kneecap biter Campbell. And um, overall, I'm as far as the Panthers pick of J.C. Horn, I'm okay with it because the almighty be I can tell you we got destroyed in the secondary last year. We got destroyed the secondary last year. So I say that, you know, we, we, we addressed the need and then we got this large human being from Alabama, <laughs> like in the, what the, the third or fourth round offensive lineman from Alabama and um, Sam Darnold is going to need that. He's going to need that. And then we also got a running back. What's his name? Uh, Chubba Hubbard. Chubba Hubbard. Yep, Chubba Hubbard and uh, Matt Rule. Matt Rule's wife was like, "Look, you might want to get him. You might yeah. need to make this happen." I don't know what, what she knows or what she says, but hey, she was like, "Look, you might want to get him." But I also have another interesting take on another Carolina draft pick, but we'll save that to Pepper. And be like, "What do you think about Carolina moving and moving and grooving, wheeling and dealing throughout the draft?" What do you think about that? I want I want to say this. Um, one thing to to note about the Panthers this year. They ended up with 11 picks, which is the most picks that the Panthers have ever had in a draft. So there was a lot of moving and shaking just to fill, fill some voids. And then I think um, they're trying to build from within. Like once they get the draft picks in, they, we've got a really young defense. And just you can see the change coming. I see like it may not be this year, but very soon you're going to see a product in Carolina that we're going to be very proud of. I do have one question about my Panthers. Um, J.C. Horn over Patrick Sertain? That was, that was the, like, Sertain is bigger and faster than J.C. Horn. Um, you know, I think there's differences in their coverage techniques, though. I mean, in some, some you know, he might just fit their scheme better. You know, I don't know yeah. all the ins and outs of it, but, you know, right. they, that's what they were saying that, you know, the Cowboys were probably going to take one of those two, whoever didn't get picked. <laughs> Obviously, they both went right before you know, the selection. But it, it, it's, you know, I was reading some scouting reports saying that Sertan would be a better fit for the Cowboys while Horn might be the better player. I mean, it just could be a matter of just scheme. I mean, so yeah. I, I think either one, to me, it seemed like either one was a win. So, yeah, and, and that, that I can agree with. Like, I think that, one A versus one B, if you really want to rank them. Um, I think they're both going to have um, very good careers. It's just me, again, talking good about a South Carolina player. Wow, this, <laughs> this has got to stop. And, and, oh, oh, anyway. Why so, didn't Horn pull out a cell phone that with, like, the, the little flip phone like his dad did uh, out, of the, out of the goal? He should have he had that planned out. Oh, uh, Speaking of his dad. Uh -oh. He is not happy. With no, the he's not. Covered. No, he's not. He is not happy at all. I think, and, and rightfully Joe, so. Rightfully so. Kid's I good. think Joe Horn really doesn't like Aaron Rodgers at this point. 
He really doesn't like ESPN. Oh, because uh, what? Because um, I didn't catch it at the time. I was working when uh, um, Panthers made their pick. But wasn't it during commercials? So the Panthers got like no coverage. Like, like you, you know, I was get- watching NFL Network. I wasn't watching the Four Letter Network, but it, it was the same thing. In the it's the fact that Aaron Rodgers pretty much upstaged the draft because five hours before the first pick, Adam Schefter saying he's not going back to Green Bay. This is. Why did that come out then? I mean, seriously. Well, let's get back to the draft in a moment here, but let's talk about this Aaron Rodgers thing for a minute. Why is that? Why did that come out right then and there? Because he's, a, because he's a thunder stealer, all right? If it ain't about him, he don't want nothing to do with it. I don't know. Okay. Every time we turn around, you know what? This this reminds me of a dysfunctional-ass relationship. I'm over here scratching my head like it's me in a relationship. I think rumor has it that um, what's the wide receiver name? Kumaro. I don't want to butcher his name. Was it Judd, Jed? E- either way, Jim, Johnny, Billy, Bobby. Anyways, so he gave high praises to the Kumaro kid, only for the Kumaro kid to get released a week later. And I guess that was supposed to be the death nail to say, "Hey, I don't want to be here anymore." Just the timing of it, though, is is like, like what? World's Why did time. that report World's come out right then? That's that's. I'm yeah. I'm, I'm gonna call it like I see it when it comes to that situation, and it is. I'm gonna say it the best way I can on this show, um, so the FCC will let me be. But this is one ginormous male genital region measuring contest. I feel yeah. like. Aaron Rodgers wants it his way. Packers management wants it that way. They've been jostling from for the longest time, especially with coaching, draft picks, et cetera, et cetera. And I guess when Aaron Rodgers made that comment, the Packers like, because I think a lot of comments when it comes when it comes to Aaron Rodgers are tongue in cheek. I think a lot of things that Aaron Rodgers exposes to the media like could go without like he probably knew that the Packers were looking to um, get rid of him, And so as opposed to just discussing it behind closed doors, it became a comment in the media to make it seem like, and the way it happened makes it look like that the, the, um, the staff of the, um, the Packers are just go, just going against Aaron Rodgers' wish. Every single yeah, time. well, but this time also a list came out of who he'd he'd be willing to get traded for. It was like a a three team list that came out. Uh, you know what? It, it, I tell you what, I know Packers fans would lose it, but at this point, if you're the GM, say, okay, you know what? Enough of this headache, enough of this drama. Here, Denver, give me three number ones. You can have him, and then you're out from under his big contract that they just extended. Or- you're out from under the drama and. He, he's he's 38 anyway, right? Any 38, 36, yeah. 37, some, somewhere in there, whatever, upper 30s. Okay, let's just go ahead and start it. We we already drafted a quarterback who, who's been, been studying us for it. Let's, let's go that way, and if it doesn't work out, we start over next year. Or, or let's go for a straight-up trade with Seattle. Yeah, but see, Russell Wilson doesn't want to leave Seattle. He was just one to chime in because Aaron Rodgers did it first. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean... It's a whole bunch of mess again. <laughs> Excuse me. But well, we're talking okay? about. Bless you. 
Oh man, it, got a little, it's, it's, little, this, 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 got a little choked up, a little the, choked up. The, the disgust of it all has them all choked. Right, up. that's what it is. A little choked up. And so, oh, um, we're talking about Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson during the draft period of time, which is just sad. Mm-hmm. And so, but basically, uh, ah, uh, why Aaron Rodgers? Why, 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 why? I don't know. I don't know. I, 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 don't know. I, I think I think if, if you're if you're Green Bay and you're the coaching staff and the, and the general manager, it's it's enough of the drama. I'd be ready to move on at that point if I was them. But but I mean, again, back back to the match. I would trade concept. him. I would tra- I would trade him for Dak. Oh, uh, <laughs> here we go. Here we go with the Dak talk. <laughs> well, I tell y'all what, it, mm. y'all I, right now y'all would want to have Tony Romo back, won't y'all? Uh, <laughs> and that right there should tell da- you I'm everything. I'm a Dak fan. I'm a diehard Dacker backer. So anyway, <laughs> but hey, how about how about uh, how about Najee Harris? Huh? Picked by the Steelers. Yep, going to the Steelers. Um, I think that's a good pick because um, uh, with um James Conner going to Arizona, they really need to do something to their running game, man. Because their running game, Pittsburgh's running game, this past season putrid at best, if I can say so myself. Yeah, it was quite putrid. So um. Think about man. I think, I think they're going to like him in Pittsburgh. I think he's going to be good for them, but yeah, they, they, right need, they need a little bit more help off and with the offensive line. But I think he's, I, I think he's going to be a, a good fit. He's a, he's a good kid, man. I, I think, I think he's going to fit in well with that team. Yeah. Didn't he um, host a draft party at a homeless shelter where he stayed at at one point? Yeah. He did. In, yeah. in California. Yep. Yeah. 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 Then, and then they showed admirable. That. That's admirable. Yep. Then they show that damn highlight he had against the University of South Carolina. I said, yeah, you want to see about Najee Harris? Just watch that where he just nailed somebody and jumped over the guy. And I remember I was watching that game. I was like, uh, uh, I'm, I'm gone. I think I, I I went and found my life again because he just did something to me and it kind of rubbed me the wrong way. But <laughs> um, but outside of football, uh, Najee Harris is a great kid. Great guy. Fellas, um, we just had a draft. We had a draft. There were people. In the stands, yeah. people, people all over the place, man. It was, uh, it was great to see. Very. I heard a funny analogy, not to cut you off there. But I heard a funny analogy, um, from Tommy Dreamer, a pro wrestler, where he was talking about Roger Goodell Uh-oh. coming on stage, and he said uh, the fans were just booing the heck out of him. And he was acting like a baby face. He said he was out there just trying to yuck it up with the fans and be pleasant and smile and all that stuff and wave. And he brought the other Browns. He brought like, uh, who do you have out there? Jarvis Landry, Joe Thomas, and, and they weren't buying it. They're still booing him. He said he should just own it. Be the heel. They're going to boo you and treat you like a like a bad guy. Just own it. He was out there. He was, hey, there's my chair. And he's uh, Roger Goodell. I, 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 I can't with him. I just I, I, I just can't. <laughs> yeah. I, got a question. I got a question for you, fellas. Um, yeah, Roger Goodell is just Roger Goodell. Nobody likes him. But anyway, um. Did y'all notice a trend with the draft, though? Did you notice that um, pro teams are trying to duplicate college success? How so? You have, you have the Cincinnati Tigers with their oh, LSU yeah. to LSU connection. Yeah. You've got the Jacksonville Tigers with the Clemson to Clemson connection. And you have the Miami and Philadelphia Crimson Tide. With the Alabama to Alabama connection with both of them, what do you what do you guys think? What do you guys think of that? Like NFL is just different to me, but familiarity. Yeah, yeah I used first. to think that 
I, I used to think that, that that would happen more. Like I used to look for that more in years past and just didn't see it. But there, that trend definitely happened this year. I, I don't know if it was a coincidence or like in LSU or, the, you know, the Cincinnati's case with the LSU guys, I, I think it was definitely they said, yeah, we we know these guys have chemistry. So let's let's shoot for that. I, I don't think it's as important in Jacksonville because it's, you know, it, it's not a wide receiver that they did that with. You know, he's you know, I mean, I'm sure ETN will catch a ball or two out of the backfield. But, you know, it, to, to set up Joe Burrow with his number one receiver and then like you said they did that with um with two a time too so yeah that was interesting that was kind of interesting yeah i think um i'm i'm like you scotty i'm surprised that that trend hasn't been going on in years past but we see it more now i think uh familiarity helps a great deal because you know you got Tua, and then you got his alabama teammate and then you know you got joe burrows and jamar chase and so i guess from a you know, from a standpoint of a level of trust, you know, if I'm Joe Burrow, hey, look, Jamar, I'm throwing that ball. All you got to do is go get it. I mean, it's already understood. There's no questions need to be asked. So it's just like, okay, I think it's more of a familiarity thing. And, you know, they know like how, you know, they can, what, what they call it is like osmosis. It's like, they, they know what's going on <laughs> without saying anything. So, you know, yeah. Joe and Jamar can give each other that look. And blink twice if you're going this way, blink three times if you're going that way, and then snap the ball and go, and then Joe put the ball up and it's like, uh, and then it's it's just yeah, it's just familiarity has to be the whole familiarity aspect. And I and I, like I said, I'm I'm surprised they hadn't done it, you know, in years past. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you why that I don't think that's gonna work out. Tell us why I laugh. I think it's stunning the um quarterback's growth. I can tell you right now. Jamar Chase was Joe Burrow's number one wide receiver in college. That was his, that was his go-to. I guarantee you right now, he shouldn't be his number one um, option. And if he cues into him and zones in on him, zeroes in on him, man, NFL defenses will pick up on that so quickly, it will make your head spin. Joe Burrow is going to be successful without question. I think he's going to be successful. Is he going to put up 7,000 yards and 60 touchdowns in a season against NFL defenses? Absolutely not. You are smoking crack if you think that's going to be the case. I think that uh, Trevor Lawrence and Travis Etienne are both going to have successful NFL careers. If you... Again, Jacksonville made a big jump because they did not have running back issues, but it is what it is. If you try to mold and shape your team around these brand-new college players as opposed to the veterans that you already have, you're going to have trouble in the locker room. It's only one guy, you know. I know, got, I they, they didn't draft all of the LSU players in Cincinnati or Miami didn't take all of Tua's weapons. I, I, it's one guy. I don't, I don't, I don't think it's, it's going to be that much of a problem. I do. Yeah. I think, I think it's actually, I think the guys that they got, they didn't get just because they were teammates. They got them because they were, they were talented. Jamar Chase was the best wide receiver on the board. It just happened that he was Burrow's guy. So I think that one, that one will kind of work out. I, I, I do. 
Yeah, you uh, both of you have very interesting points. You know, Bila, I think it could be, hey, it could be detrimental to growth, and the defenses will pick up on that, as they always do. And Scotty thinks it's good because, you know, not only because they're, they're probably cool, but they're also, you know, they're top-flight level athletes as well, too. But I got a question for you, fellas. Guess what time it is. Well, what hmm. time is it? Is it is it that time already? I'm I'm not sure. It, 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 oh, all right. I'm not wearing a watch, so I don't know. Please tell us. I'll, t- I'll tell you what time it is. It's time once again for our favorite segment, the choices of the voices. And man, it's a good one. And with that being said, hey, yo, button, hit it. And now our favorite part of the show, the choices of the voices. Once again, thank you to the wonderful and ever so lovely Miss Button for introducing our favorite portion of the show. You heard the woman. We've done this 170,000 plus times. Well, actually, more seven plus times. This is your favorite section along with ours, the Choices of the Voices segment, where we ask the question. Y'all give us some answers. We talk about it. We tell you our answers. We kind of go back and forth and pick at each other. If you get a wrong answer, we put you in a penalty box. But understand. It's all love, and it comes from the heart, if you can see that. But anyways, that's neither here nor there. All right, Scotty, time for enough of my incoherent rambleness. What's on tap for this week's Choices of the Voices? Well, I was I was mistaken last week. I called the movie The Mortal Kombat. It's it's not. I, I, I said some things that were incorrect last week. The movie's Mortal Kombat, anyway. It was the latest Jane Curtin movie. Anyway, that was the one that we... It, it, it came from the video game. So we got on the topic of video games, and that's where we were at. What is your favorite all-time sports video game? That's where we're at. And, guys, I got to be honest, I've never been a big gamer, so you're going to have to help carry me through this segment because we had a lot of answers, a lot of good ones were all over the place. Eddie Cole, what did we get through this uh, through this week's Choices of the Voices? Oh, we got a gang of answers on this week's Choices of the Voices and some good ones because I remember a lot of these games. All right. Aiden Collar, he says, I have to go with ESPN NFL 2K5 on this one. In my opinion, it was revolutionary for its time. Nowadays, you see Man 21 in the NBA NBA games, but 2K5 was one of the greatest of all times the year it was was released, sorry, and definitely helped pave the way for modern sports games today. So we got one for ESPN NFL 2K5. I think I briefly remember that one. I think um, because um, ESPN um, at the time, I think they um they was, I mean they've always been the worldwide leader in sports and blah blah blah. And I, you know how much we really do not endorse that four letter network. But this was, <laughs> but this was where they they were they were trying to tap into the video game scene, and this was it was interesting at best. Because that, I mean, at the time there was they had quite a few football games out there. I mean, your Madden franchise, of course, and everything. But I think, I if I remember correctly, that year ESPN, it was actually pretty good. It was there was a couple features that they brought into the game that actually um, Madden picked up on, and of course they were like, "But you know what? We're gonna try that too." And and then they threw in the commentary and stuff like that from ESPN. So it was actually. It was actually a pretty good game, so I, I, I like this answer. Definitely like this answer. Yeah, I have a story about that one later on, right? Um, the Magic Man, Mike Makrowski, he said, 10-yard fight and Ken Griffey Jr., Major League Baseball. 
I remember a 10-yard fight for Nintendo and the Ken Griffey Jr. Major League Baseball for Super Nintendo. Okay, could somebody help me out? What is um, a 10-yard fight? A uh, 10-yard fight, it's, um, it's a Nintendo version of a football game. I, I don't think they had rights to call it, like, you know, NFL football. I guess it's just, you know, first to 10 yards and a touchdown, a regular football game. <laughs> a, whole, a whole lot of running, pixelations, and dots it, it in the looks- air. It looks like an upgrade from the little handheld one. Remember the one that uh, that, that had the, just the dots that you could go up and back. back. It was no <laughs> passing on the. Yep. Was it was that Mattel? I forget which one that was, but it was white and you could not pass. You could only go up and back. You couldn't go backwards. It's a running. Oh back. my god, that's a throw! Oh my god, I had that. Oh bad. Yeah, I, I knew you talking about. Yeah, the the the, the handheld game. I, I had like yeah. a I had like a pitfall version of that one. I used, I used to get mad. And throw it. <laughs> I would never win. Yeah. 10-yard fight was released in 1983. Woo! Back in my era. <laughs> wow. I didn't play this one. That's why I did not know what that game was, because I was one year old. Good Lord. Wow. Good old 10-yard fight. All right, Sean Connor said, RBI baseball. He said, thousands of hours on that diamond. Yep. RBI baseball, another classic. Corey Lagren, he said Tecmo Bowl. Oh, yes, sir. I Every, heard of that one. Yes. I heard of that one. And everybody, I that one. yes, and everybody <laughs> played with Bo Jackson. Yeah, Bo Jackson. I remember Barry Sanders was really fast on that. Yep. <laughs> yeah, those guys, were, those guys were unstoppable on that game. All right, so here we go. We got Mike Davis. He says NBA 2K or Bass Fishing on Dreamcast. Who plays a fishing video game? Scotty, but actually, it's, it's, it's actually not that bad though. I've actually done it. Before. It wasn't on Dreamcast, but I've. It's actually pretty cool. But yeah, I hate I hate fishing in real life. I'd probably rather play a video game. Okay, <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna, fishing I'll, sucks. Going fishing I'm gonna, sucks. I'm gonna I'm gonna ask Scotty D this question. This this is a question for you. Do you consider fishing a sport? Nah. I, so I knew I had, I had a feeling he was going to be jaded with that question. <laughs> hey, hey no. you, you, you better hope Bill Dance don't come for you behind. You better oh, be talking man. about me fishing. Why? I go fishing. Ew, I fish. <laughs> All right. So moving right along, we got Rodney. What's going on, Rodney? Rodney said, Ooh, man, he gave us a list. He said, Great question. I had to make a small list. All right. He said, Old school, <laughs> take my bowl. Be live. You'll like this one. WCW versus NWO Revenge for Nintendo 64 uh, with four controllers and a room full of buddies. Always a good time. Uh, the modern era, we got college football games. You know, they ain't no telling which one. They're all were pretty good, if you ask me. Um, and he said he's hyped that they're bringing it back. NFL Street was really good, and the old Tiger Wood games with four players was good as well, too. So he gave us Tecmo Bowl, WCW, NWO Revenge, uh, the college football series, the NCAA college football series, and NFL Street and the old Tiger Woods games. He gave us a list. All of them good choices. Great choices, Rodney. And just and, and just to clarify, when um when um he was talking about college football, he's talking about EA Sports. It's in the game. Oh, the and NCAA college football, that video game is legit. And oh, when when I when I tell you. That this whole name, likeness, and image thing. Oh my goodness! It took away the it, the greatest um um video game, especially football video game. I I one hundred percent agree with um Hot Rod with this with um 
NCAA college football. And I, I had to clarify that. And Tiger Woods, um, Sunday Tiger with the red with the red um red polo. Yes, sir. All, all stats 105. Oh yeah. Oh my goodness. And I didn't play with Sunday Tiger for that very reason. Because I felt like we were cheating. You were cheating playing with <laughs> Sunday Tiger. Come on. 105, everything. Come on, come on now. Tiger Woods, you good. You good. You really, really good. That's, that's borderline narcissism when you just <laughs> when all all the stats are 105 and nobody else can have stats above 100. Oh my goodness. But yeah, good, 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 good answers from Hot Rod. All right, we got Maddie Ice Martin Tracy. He says, NBA Jam, who don't love that I'm on fire mode? He's heating up. He's on fire. Boom, shakalaka. <laughs> Please don't sue us. Please don't sue us. <laughs> we just had some real nostalgic moments there, man. Yeah, man, NBA Jam was just that. The damn jam. You can't, you can't argue with that, man. I, I Jumping jump from half court and dunking the ball after 15 flips. <laughs> Who picked this one? Uh, Matty Ice. Ice oh, Matty Ice. Okay. Yeah, Matty Ice picked that one, man. Good old, good old NBA Jam, man. You cannot go wrong with NBA Jam. The Hall of Famer himself, Uncle Max, he says, Super Tecmo Bowl. Yes, yeah, Super Tecmo Bowl. Another classic. And if you had Bo Jackson still, you would get ran the hell over as well, too. All right. Ah, oh, we got Frank Glidden. He said, Double Dribble and Skater Die. Uh, it was a tie. Yeah, I, yeah, man. Those are two iconic classics for Nintendo, man. Double dribble and skate or die. Yep, love that. I'll, love that. One. I'll ask Scotty D. Is skating a sport? Mm, it's it's closer than fishing is. <laughs> I would say yes. I would say yes. Okay. Yeah, I would say yes. Skateboarding. Yeah, yeah I, I yeah. give. All right, so fishing, no. Skateboarding, uh, yes. Heard. Holla at your boy. <laughs> All right, the big boss man, Bruce Diamond, says track and field for the old Nintendo entertainment system. I, I told him no because he, he's been watching soccer lately, and he I said, you have to pick a FIFA game. But uh, track and field, is that when you had like a... So you had to hit the thing to make your guy run faster. Yeah. If, I, if I'm not mistaken... <laughs> your whole fingers up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mama, 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 I do, I do remember that one. I do remember that one. Yeah, he having a crab all in your hand, throwing up gang signs after playing. <laughs> hey, hey, you remember the um the power pad that they had? That oh you plug into it and you would run like that. Yeah, yeah. Jesus. Yeah, yeah just yeah. I will say this, man. Nintendo had a lot of accessories, man. Between the pad, the zapper, the glove. All that stuff, man. Nintendo just had all kind of sets. All they, they still do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah with, the, with the Wii, it, yeah, they, they yeah. got all kinds of things going on. Nintendo still doing it, still doing it. Fifty eleven years later, terrible. Pete Talansky says NHL ninety four. Jeremy Roenick was unstoppable, and he um. Gave us a link to check out the unstoppable one that is Jeremy Roenick, who's from Massachusetts, by the way. Yes, yes, American you hockey know, player. Bob Bob Williams echoed this answer, and he said that was the last year with the head wounds. Now I remember watching the was it Swingers, the movie with uh, Vince Vaughn, where they would go to Vegas and they're sitting in the living room, they're playing, and they made Gretzky's head bleed. Is that is that this game? Is that what we're talking about here? 
I, I, I think so. I think so because I think this, I think NHL 94 had fighting because I remember playing NHL 95 and there was no fighting. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, then maybe, maybe it was a new regime. Maybe they went from the Attitude Era to the PG Era on, uh, on NHL 94 to 95. But the, I remember that specifically in the in the in that video or in the movie swingers where they're the guys are sitting around the, the they're waiting for pizza to be delivered and they're smoking weed playing a hockey game and i remember he's like i'm gonna make gretzky bleed and, and you can see the blood come out of his head i think that's what that was yeah and it, I, um, i'm not an expert so google google has confirmed that yes that was um 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 nhl 94 that was played in that movie oh uh, okay cool all right that's what I, that's what i was wondering nice yeah. Good, good, thumbs up to our research team there. Yeah. Shout out to the research team. Yeah, man. Um, <laughs> I, I bet he made, I bet he had a uh, Bob Probert and he was like, mm, <laughs> push your head, Grisky. I'll let you boy. Joel Turner, another one for RBI baseball and the basic Nintendo golf. He said where 58 was, a, was just a good <laughs> round. <laughs> yeah. Trying to hit a, 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 a little white speck of pretzel salt. Yeah. Have fun with that, but it was a good game, though. Good game, though. Uh, yeah, you, as you said, Scotty D, uh, Bob Williams, he also said NHL 94, where you can be a head buster for real. Uh, Damon Benko, he said double dribble as well, too. So we got another one for double dribble. Uh, Sean Massagill, what's up, Big Slam? He said WCW NWO on Nintendo 64. So we got two for the wrestling games. I'm telling you, man, THQ used to make some hell of five WWE games and WCW games. In the in the, um, back in the day, which means they're pretty much like this thing about you had two rival companies, but they consulted their um, resources all to one company to make different video games, but look the same. The only thing that was different was the movesets and the likenesses. So, um, yeah, I mean, some of you guys might remember Aki Man or AKI Man, <laughs> the random ass uh, uh, creative player who looked like um, Servo from Superhuman Samurai Cyber Squad, but I <laughs> digress in the words of the Almighty Be Live. All right, here we go. We got Trey Dizzle. Save the best for last. Oh, yeah, you know how we do it. He said, This is a really tough one. NFL Blitz was super fun. NBA Jam, NBA, NFL 2K, Madden is the staple. Then you got Tecmo Bowl, Tecmo Bowl. Game Day Football for PlayStation 1 was really fun. Ken Griffith Baseball. NBA 2K, the Nintendo hockey game with the skinny, medium, and fat guy was classic. And Joe Montana football on Sega was great too. But I have to say, out of all those great games, Dak Prescott sucks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my God. Oh, I, I like I almost want to guest appearance. I almost want to <laughs> guest appearance on the show for him. Just to take the moment, I want him just to come on the show one day and just take a moment and let us let let all of our listeners know how much he dislikes Dak Prescott. I would I would love that. Just saying. When we, when we start getting into uh, NFL preseason time, we we may have to look into that. Trey, <laughs> you're on our guest list, buddy. <laughs> Trey Dizzle, stay ready, baby. That way you ain't got to get ready because we coming for you real soon. I I think you might have to compile. A top 10 list of why you dislike Dak Prescott. So we got a fully loaded edition of the choices of the voices. With that being said, there's one, there's one, actually, there's one other one on there that I actually really liked. I Craig Burns. Oh, Craig, Craw- Craig Burns. Yes. Went with, he went with Pong. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> 
So wait a minute. That was in my wheelhouse. Pong was in my wheelhouse. Oh, so ho, 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 stop, cut, quit it. As much as you talk about stuff that isn't sports, we we've we've talked about we've talked about bowling, we've talked about fishing, talked about skateboard pong. That's well, a sport. I no no you do no you do not. You are not this, allowed. This video no, this video game set the table for the for these others to come through. Video. Oh my <laughs> lord, man! You is some, you is something. You just had to oh. turn it down up and down. Yeah. Walk <laughs> the little ball from come. I mean. That was in my wheelhouse. You know, when you started getting into, you had like the, the triangles on one of those systems, the, the, the square and the triangle and a circle and then more buttons on top. Man, you keep track of all that. I, I just couldn't do it. When I, when I tell you none of us can, I'd be watching, I'd be watching some of these video game competitions, especially the, fi- the fighting video games like Street Fighter or whatever, where they actually have a full on like arcade pad and everything. And I'm just like, yo. Y'all doing the most, but I mean these. I mean these video game competitions pay top dollar. Like it's ridiculous how much money people make playing video games. But yeah, when it comes to um, what I what I think when it comes to video games, I am going to agree with um, Trey Dizzle because I was waiting on somebody to give this answer. And it's NFL Blitz. Ooh. When I, when I tell you, like, just, no, no, it was like no rules, no penalties. You just bust somebody's head open and it just, <laughs> it was just one of those games. Like, it was just, like, I'm going to, after this show, I'm going to find a way to download it to my um, PS4. And my PS4 is collecting dust right now because I have not played it at all. But now I really want to play it again because I didn't even, like, when this question came up, I'm like, man, you know what? I have not even played a video game in forever. And I'm going to say this on the air, and I'm this is me digressing a little bit. Why can I not find Oregon Trail to play? <laughs> I want to play Oregon Trail, and I've been looking for years in – I get like hmm. nobody, nobody's remade it or anything. Like I would have figured somebody would have remade this game. It's not like, out there anywhere, really. That's no. surprising. There, there's there's this new Fandango like app. Is Oregon Trail some other somewhere? Like you're building houses and other. I don't care for all of that. No, I just want I want somebody to die from dysentery. That's what I want. <laughs> I, I, I want I want to shoot 20 buffalo and only can carry 200 pounds of meat back. <laughs> That's what I want to do. Can I can I do that, please? Because somebody, well, you know what? You know what? I, I got so I got enough technical savvy. No, I don't. I can't create video games. I can study it, figure it out. But I, you know what? Yeah, but I digress. But yeah, NFL Blitz. And I'm gonna throw i I'm gonna throw a little one B and just actually shout out to Sean and Hot Rod back in North Myrtle Beach, and it made me upset when they got rid of the game. But the Tiger Woods arcade game, not 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 the video. I'm talking about the arcade game with the trackball that you. I, I didn't stumble. I didn't stub my finger. Broke broke fingers and wrists trying to freaking be in there drunk, trying to hit the ball as hard as I can, and we just haven't. We're betting dollars on longest drive and this and that. It, but yeah, Tiger Woods 
and now they replaced it with golden tea. And then I don't know if golden tea is still a thing. I haven't seen it in a while. Golden, but golden tea is the greatest video game sports of all time. And that's my answer. And oh, my- <laughs> all these North Myrtle Beach people, nobody picked that. And you know how you see all these dudes at bars in the early 2000s and everybody was over there taking turns, flicking the ball with thumbs <laughs> or pounding it as far as you can and pulling back a three that way, <laughs> hitting driver onto the green with a backspin. Oh, yeah, it was it was, it, it was some serious business, man. It is the greatest game ever. It's the greatest sports game. And nobody, nobody. They are wrong. All these things are wrong. <laughs> Golden Tea is the correct oh. answer to this question. Oh man, that, that was because that's what I, I was going to mention because nobody mentioned the arcade game. And that I, is I, the greatest. That is I the like, greatest. I like Tiger Woods more, and I like Golden Tea because I felt like Tiger Woods was more realistic. But yeah, like just but just like you said, Scotty D, that, that was a thing. There was four Everybody was playing it. Everybody was playing it. Everybody. It was... And if you couldn't get in, you couldn't wait for 20 minutes to be up so you get another shot at it. Right. So somebody, right. somebody else would be... Somebody would be too drunk and have to leave. And you get a bigger chance. My turn. Hold my breath. Yeah, I have seen plenty of nice people told blasted. Ted, I mean, I, I, I wonder how many... You know what? I've never seen a cabinet video game console take so much <laughs> abuse <laughs> almost got to be live. I'm sorry I'm sorry I've never seen a cabinet take, <laughs> take so much abuse I mean like whoo, you almost got me oh I almost spit all over the camera in my mic oh yes you ain't never ever lied about that and sometimes, oh. and sometimes I'll be standing there like that's serious. That's serious. That's it. Oh, and 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 just and I wonder if if the fiberglass on the damn screen was thick because it would be like, yeah, oh yeah, jarring stuff falling. It would be just catastrophic. And I'm like, man, I I I wonder what's the like insurance policy on this dog on thing, man, because that because that, <laughs> that screen is taking a lot of abuse. <laughs> yeah, man. When I tell you that I also back back then back in those days I used to bowl a lot too and there was a couple of times because I was in there just going ham on it and freaking freaking sprain my wrist and freaking stub my finger next thing you know I'm out of a week of bowling because I got the ah going on. <laughs> and you remember there's actually a bowling game that was the same as yeah. the Silver Strike. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, that yep. Silver Strike. Yeah. 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 Screw that game. <laughs> anyway, dude, I hated that game. I hated it so bad because oh, that, that it was, game was hot for a while. Yep. It, yeah, but it, me because I, I I'm a bowler. I'm a bowler. I'm not playing. I'm I I, I never liked playing bowling video games because I was an actual bowler. So you know, it, it, I bowl better in real life than I do on that video game. Let me put it that way. <laughs> that, if, that, if that if that shows you what, how I feel about Silver Strike. But yeah, Scotty D, you hit the nail on the head, and I I was alluding to it. But yeah, how? Golden Tea was the best. I loved it. I think it's still going strong. I mean, I haven't been to a, a drinking establishment since well before COVID, but I think it's still because uh, they kept updating it, putting out newer and harder courses every year, and ridiculous things where you could you could do with the golf ball. It was awesome. Loved it. Then, how about, how about, was, oh, I'm sorry. Ahead. 
But that was the reason why I like Tiger Woods more because it was actual, it was real. It was more reality-based, yeah. yeah. It, was, it was a real golf course. You played, yeah. you played Sawgrass. You played 17 at Sawgrass on yeah. that game. So that was the reason why. I used to have a, a, a game, and I don't remember what gaming said. I think it was Sega Genesis I may have had at one point where they had a Pebble Beach golf, and yep. the, the thing would fill like halfway through, and you'd have to try to stop it in the middle. And to make your putts or, or your swing, and if you missed it wrong, the ball would slice that kind of thing. Yeah. I, I, di- I didn't like playing golf with the hand control, but I sure did like pulling that ball back and letting it sail. How about you, Eddie? Cool, I have a list as well, too. Because as soon as I saw this, I was like, Wow, um, fellas, uh, you know what caught me off guard? No one mentioned the Mike Tyson punch out, mm. no, and I had that pictured on, the, on our page too. Nobody did say that one. Well, with that being said, I liked Mike Tyson punch out, but my game was fight night. Woo-hoo-hoo. Was the, uh, was the EA Sports fight night where they had everybody, and it was just, I, you know, of course, I created me a fight, and I was just blowing through everybody. I won, like, hands of stone, like, five years in a row. I was just in it just <laughs> burn langer, and people just, nah, just a half around. <laughs> that would be it. Um, the, the fight night series of games, it was pretty dope, too. The one that had Roy Jones Jr. on the front cover. Uh, the soundtrack was also great as well, too. Um, I will also have to say um, ESPN, NFL 2K5, the story that I was alluding to, uh, there was one night back in 2004, myself, the Almighty Be Live, and our big brother, JR, shout out to JR, we were at Buffalo Wild Wings right in North Myrtle Beach. Now, if you know how the area is dying, you have the Buffalo Wild Wings right here in that plaza, the Chick-fil-A, everything else, and then the Walmart way over there. So I guess me and, you know, Brother JR, we were kind of on a drunken stupor, and it was a slow night. And I was like, and we saw his commercial with Terrell Owens and and the football game. And I saw the price. The price said $19.95. And I went from this to $19.95. I said, JR, we got to go get that game. So I think all three of us stumbled our way to Walmart, purchased the game. And I think I stayed up until like four o'clock playing the game because I'm not going <laughs> to lie. I used to get destroyed in Madden, but I kind of had to even the playing field when it came to, um, came to the football games. Um, growing up, I was also a fan of hockey, so I would have to say um, ESPN National Hockey Night and also NHL 95, uh, the year where you couldn't bust Wayne Gretzky's head to the white meat. <laughs> um, yeah, both those hockey games were fun as well, too. Also, um, WWE, no mercy. Yeah, it was uh, it was just a great game. Uh, one of my favorite parts was you, you would play as too cool, and they would do the whole dance routine and all that. And it was great as well, too. Me and my niece love playing that. Shout out to my niece. And um, the NBA and NFL versions of the streets, like NFL Street and NBA Street. Wow. Those games were ahead of their times. Um, I've owned Street 1 and Street 2. And still to this day on Street 1, I have not beat the net, the NFC East Conference. Don't know why. It was tough as hell. I forgot who was on the teams at the time, but it was tough. And uh, the NBA streets, it was just uh, the salt and pepper, the shake and bake, and all this other stuff. It was it was street ball at its highest level on a video game platform. <laughs> they came out with another street basketball, but it wasn't nothing like um, NBA streets because you couldn't play as Michael Jordan on you know that other knockoff game. But uh, yeah, that's it. Um, the street series of the NBA and NFL, ESPN 2K5, great football game. It was cheap, but it was a great one. Um, ESPN National Hockey Night, NHL 1995, and WWE No Mercy. Yep, yep, yep. And before we get up out of here and get the question for next week's Choices of the Voices, shout out to Aiden, Sean Connors, Corey, Mike Davis, Rodney Bellamy, Martin Tracy, Uncle Max, Frank Glidden, 
the big boss man, Bruce Diamond, terrible Pete Tomansky, Joel Turner, Bobby Williams, Damon Benko, Big Sean Massengill, and Trey Dizzle for their participation in this week's Choices of the Voices. Scotty D, I'm out of breath. What's the question? <laughs> Choices of the Voices. Well, it's going to be hard to top this week because this was uh, a lot of people went down memory lane and pulling out the old video games. But we are going to go back into the, into real sports and ask, what is name one of or your very favorite sports tradition? Um, you can actually you can, let's do it this way. Give us one that's personal, something like uh, maybe you and your friends when you were younger played the turkey bowl, you know, backyard game for Thanksgiving or uh, or maybe you and some friends take a spring training trip every year, or just maybe getting together with the boys, having wings on Sunday at overtime. That could be a good tradition. Give us one of your personal traditions as well as, sorry about the overtime reference, as well as like an organized tradition, like Iowa does the Kinnick wave or uh, men juleps on Kentucky Derby or the masters, pretty much everything in the masters is tradition. You know, you get the, the dinner, the green jacket, the, the, you know, hole in one contest, all that stuff. The old guys tee off on the first, the first hole. There's an endless list of traditions in sports. So give us one of your personal one, something that you guys like to do, and give us one that uh, is part of organized sports, pro, college, whatever. And that should give us a little something to talk about next week, Mr. Eddie Cool. A little, a little bit of meat on the bone, if you will. And once again, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for for joining us for another edition of the Choices of the Voices. Golden tea, baby. Yep, golden tea. Just, just breaking stuff. Just all this. Uh, go ahead, be live. A side note: um, I may or may not have um, won the Heisman quite a few times. Um, Creative player in um, NCAA um, college football. Oh, <laughs> I've I've won plenty of Heisman's and national championships because I made sure that I was out and I I mainly played as a wide receiver. Not mm-hmm. even gonna lie to you, and so I was I broke all the records. EA Sports it's in the game. Yeah, and like I said, I've won like nine different heavyweight titles in ten different years. The Hands of Stone title five six years in a row. Of course, you know you soup up your stats. Let's see when I was uh. On um yeah NF on NFL 2K5 I had like five straight years as a receiving tight end of a thousand yards and what was the last one I won I won a couple heart trophies and about four or five Stanley Cups but you know man. well I won a <laughs> couple beers playing Golden Tee so there hey couple beers playing Golden Tee nothing wrong with that all right enough of our shameless gloating see you next week for the choices of the voices. Okay, boys, let's bring it home with a round of pepper. Yep, you heard woman. It's time for us to go home and get the hell up out of here. And with that being said, it's time for another edition of Pepper. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't know if you can see, but we got B-Live over here researching notes, and we got Scotty D doing the conga chonga. I don't know what he's doing, but he's happy as he can be, all right? You know how we do it, three topics, rapid fire uh, style, kind of, sort of, not really, to enlighten, entertain, and all that stuff. Scotty D is, uh, you got to, either Scotty D is unloosing a wedgie or doing the cabbage patch. I think, I think he might, I think he was doing, he was doing a shimmy. The shimmy? I think that was, he was doing a shimmy. 
Shimmy, shimmy, shake, baby. The money man, shimmy. The money man, shimmy. Hold on. Hold on. What's it? What's it? Antoine Walker. Anyways, we over here. I swear that was that was the most. We digress. Yeah, we we digress. We get a little slap happy. All right. And my first topic will be about the Cincinnati Red Stockings. All right. Of course, you know, ladies and gentlemen, I like giving you guys a little bit of history lesson. And with that being said, on this day back in 1869, the Cincinnati Reds, formerly known as the Red Stockings, played their first professional baseball game versus the Great Western Baseball Club. The Reds win. Y'all ready for this one? Are, are, are you ready for the score? I'm ready. Scott Forrest. 45 to Stop 9. It. I'm, Stop I'm, it. I'm, I'm not lying. I wish I could make this up because before we start this segment, I had to go do some research. All right, so here we go. It says on Wikipedia, of course, which, you know, grain of salt. But anyways, um, the professional Cincinnati Red Stockings played their first game on May 4th, um, 1869, with a 45 to 9 win over the great uh, <laughs> over the great Westerns of Cincinnati. That team, the Red Stockings, won 57 games and lost zero. They didn't lose a single damn Jeez. game. Yeah, only counting matches with association clubs. Those for Major League Baseball. Um, they played over 60 games, um, counting outside teams. Their commercial tour of, Conten- of, of the Continental Scope, visiting both Boston and San Francisco, was unprecedented and may be essentially unrepeated. So they, they were traveling. They, they pretty much like the first ever traveling team. Uh, the first season ended on November 6th at home, with the Cincinnati's beating the Mutuals of New York 17 to 8. The so, Mutuals. Yeah. So nobody just played defenses. This is what's going on. We, we'd be blowing people out of the building. This is, this is crazy. Over to you, Scotty D. All right. So the NHL season is winding down. Congratulations, boys. The Hurricanes are in first place with 74 points as of Monday night. That is the most in the NHL. Vegas out west, one point less, 74. They're leading their division. The Maple Leafs leading their leading the north with 71 points. And after going to Washington for two games and winning them both, your Pittsburgh Penguins were in first place in the east. Here we come, baby. I, I think uh, NHL playoffs coming up on. I'm going to pick the Penguins to win the Stanley Cup. Be live over to you. <laughs> wow. So, um, so the, the Penguins are leading, you said they're, they're leading their division, right? Is that yeah. what you're saying? Mm-hmm. I'll make sure. Yeah. Just going to pull up real quick. Um, just just want to make sure to confirm who's leading the entire national I just told hockey. you. You don't have to look it up. I just told you. It's, a, it's the Canes. They have 75 points. I have the most. <laughs> I just want to I just want to emphasize have 71. that. They have 71. They'll probably they'll probably have the most by the by the very end. Probably. They'll probably we'll win the Stanley Cup. We'll Easter Conference Finals, you know. Um, that would be very interesting. The hurricane. Yeah, I like first. the penguins to win that series. Be live over to you. <laughs> <laughs> oh Woo, right. I like the penguins. I like the penguins to win it all. Be live over to you. Oh. This little <laughs> boy. All right, so let me let me bring it back. Let me bring it back. Bring it so, back. <laughs> get ready for this storm surge. I'm telling you that right. All right. Well, on um on the heels um of the um 
NFL Draft. You're featuring um, 256 um, college players getting a, getting a chance to come up to the pros. We already know it was overshadowed by one Aaron Rodgers, but yet there was someone else that they decided that this was their opportunity to shine. With the Jacksonville Jaguars picking up Trevor Lawrence um, as the number one um, draft pick and his upside and everything. Another former college football quarterback standout decided that he might want to come back and rejoin the NFL by the tunes of one Tim Tebow. Oh, Lord. And But here's the kicker. Why would Tim Tebow want to rejoin he wants to and he wants to join the Jaguars. So let me let me also put that there. He wants to join the Jaguars. But wait, they have their quarterback. They have their franchise quarterback. So why would the former Heisman quarterback um, want to join the Jaguars? Why would he do that, Beeline? Hmm. Because finally, after all this time, and everybody telling him that he would be better suited in another position because of his accuracy woes as a quarterback, you would make a better tight end. You'd have a career as a tight end. This would be a better fit for you. You should be a tight end. And he was bullheaded at the time and stuck with being a very mediocre quarterback. He chooses now. He chooses now to switch over. And now he wants to be a tight end for the Jaguars. Tim Tebow, oh, I love your stance and what you believe in and all, all the good that you brought to this world. But because of this boneheaded move and the timing of it all, um, Tim Tebow, penalty box. Cut it out. <laughs> just you, I, just, I cannot believe that you chose now to want to switch over to tight end. And just, yep, yeah, Eddie Cool, just the, the ball. The ball. I bet it, I bet it'd be good on Jeopardy. <laughs> Jesus Lord. Oh. Hey AEW, if you're looking for a new tag team, I got a concept for you. It's called the Thunder Steelers. Um, and they consist of Aaron and Rogers and Tim. I'm trying to come back as tight end Tebow. Yes, I said it. The Thunder Steelers. Moving on with my second pepper points. Um, the NFL draft, as B-Live uh, mentioned, concluded this weekend. And, of course, everybody was getting drafted, even long snappers. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Not one, but two long snappers got drafted this year. Um, the first one was Thomas Fletcher, right? And the reaction of Thomas Fletcher was very funny. He got a call from Panthers head coach, Matt Rule. He said, hey, man, uh, you ready? And Thomas Fletcher looked at that, 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 that. I don't, I don't know about that. He's like, no, you, you've been drafted. He's like, are you serious? Yes. It's like, oh my God. It was, you know, he, he, he cussed a little bit, but it was happy cussing. See, cussing ain't bad. Sometimes <laughs> you happy cuss. So he would do some happy, happy cuss. Yeah, it was bleep, 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 bleep. Expletives and exaltations. Shout out to the legendary Doc Emmerich for that word. Um, and so he got on the phone with a uh, Panthers um, 
uh, with, with David Tepper. He said, hey, man, are you ready to come to Carolina? He said, I'm going to help you on with some games, man. And he said, and I quote, I will walk my happy ass to Carolina right now. Happy cussing. Happy cussing. Happy cussing. Happy cussing. The man's enthusiastic. And the other um, long step that got drafted was Cameron Cheese Man from the University of Michigan. And he goes to Joy Buckets, Joe Gaffigan's Washington football admirals, football team, FC United, DC, F Low Blilo. <laughs> Over to you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Scotty, Scotty D, this, this is your time to shine. Let them know something. Put some pepper on them. I'm sorry, it's only Scotty D. <laughs> All right, so to baseball, Jacob DeGrom of the New York Mets in the month of April had five starts and posted a 0.51 ERA, 59 strikeouts to four walks, and he had three straight starts with 14 Ks. In two separate games, one last week against Boston and on April 10th against the Marlins, he allowed a single run and lost both times. He's allowed two runs this season and lost twice. Mm. Mets lineup is anemic right now. I think Pete Alonso is the highest average with like a 259. Francisco Lindor can't even get to 200 yet early. But guys, do better. This dude, he's trying to win a Cy Young. Do better, Mets. Be live. Over to you. I mean, you know, yeah, that's pretty bad. Yeah. <laughs> like, but then again, you know, it is the, um, it's the NL East right now. And none of the teams really want to know, want to do right at all. Like the Mets are still leading the division with a 500 record. So if that is, if that tells you what's going on in... He needs run he, support, though. They got to get this dude some run support. Right. Yeah, right. yeah. they, they, they got to get him that, man, because he can't be out there just, like, throwing straight gas and then, like, losing games by one run and stuff. It's ridiculous. No. Oh, oh my goodness. Look, look, just a little quick little research just to back you up. The Mets have the least run scored in the entire... In all of baseball. And they lead the division. They're... they're they're one of three teams that haven't even scored 100 runs, and they're not even close. Ooh. They've scored 71 runs. They've only allowed 83. So, like, but they – and they're the only team in other on um, one other team that's allowed um, um less than 90 runs. They're one of them. And so, but, yeah. You better. The Mets could be doing better. A lot, they could be doing a lot better if they scored some runs. Yep. But, yeah. Um, so – Back to what I was talking about, because, you know, really, we really don't care about what Scotty D has to say and um, Storm Surge. Let's go. Um, I'm going to take this opportunity because we are a sports bros by the fan for the fan. When something's brought to our attention from one of our listeners, one of our viewers, you know what? I, I want to include it on the show. So um, terrible Pete Talansky brought it to our attention when it comes to the NFL draft that in the past 16 years, there have been three schools, three schools that have had a draft pick in the first three rounds. In the past 16 years straight, there's three schools that have um, had a player drafted in the first three rounds. And I'm going to go ahead and throw this out there. Alabama, not one of them. Oh. Clemson, not one of them. Hmm. 
Ohio State, not one of them. Oklahoma, not one of them. The three schools that have had a draft pick in the first three rounds the past 16 years are the likes of LSU, the University of Southern California, and I'm going to do it for him. We are Penn State. Wow. So I was like, that is, you know what, that that's a little bit to brag about. And speaking of the last time um, Penn State has not had a draft pick in the first three rounds, was back in the 2005 draft, which had the likes of the now retired Alex Smith being picked number one. That was the same draft um, year that Aaron Rodgers was picked in the first round. And just a couple other stats that, Three running backs were picked in the top five of this draft. So how everything has changed. The three um, running backs at the time, Ronnie Brown went to the Dolphins, number two. Cedric Benson went to the Chicago Bears at number four. And Cadillac Williams went to the Buccaneers at um, number five pick. So that was the last time Penn State did not have a – First three rounds draft pick. So, shout out to be winning more championships with all those draft picks, huh? Uh, you you would think, you but think. Uh, oh. yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, with that being said, um, we are the sports pros. Eddie Cool, the ball, nice. nice. That be that yeah, that be us and us as we. All right. With that being said, my third and final pepper point. I want to say happy birthday to the one, the only. Roy McElroy on this day in history, he was born. He got to see his mama, <laughs> his daddy, and some other people. Yes, he did. Uh, a little quick reminder: he's a 2011 U.S. Open winner, uh, 2014 British Open winner, the PGA Championship in 2012 and 2014, and the FedEx Cup in 2016 and 2019. Happy birthday to Roaring Rory McElroy. Over to you, Scotty D. Still looking for that green jacket, though. Yep. All right. This past Saturday, the run for the Roses, the Kentucky Derby went down. Medina Spirit was the winner, Funky Cold Medina. And that was the seventh win for trainer Bob Baffert. That's the most. Bob Baffert, uh, he's like the Tom Brady now of the horse racing era. And jockey John Velasquez won his fourth. Afterwards, he said he was very happy to win yet another Kentucky Derby (laughs) because every jockey talks like that. Either every jockey talks like that or the same jockey has won every year since I've been born. Anyway, congratulations to Bob Baffert and funky cold Medina spirit for the winning the run for the roses. Be that over to you. <laughs> Where do they create these jockeys at, though? Because they're all five Oz. foot they come, one. They come from Oz. They come from Oz. They're five foot one, 100 pounds, soaking wet with work boots on. Every single one, I'm like, what did they... they, they are they genetically manufactured? But I, <laughs> hey, I'm just saying. Just I think saying. Nike makes them. Nike them. <laughs> Dry fit oh. jockeys. Yeah. <laughs> but so with my third and final pepper point, um, I'm going to take this opportunity to um, um, give a quick shout out to um, a couple fans out there that are big um, L.A. Laker fans. You know, I, I got to go ahead and just put that out there. One, um, Scott Donnelly. 
Nope. And <laughs> but this one especially goes to the LeBron lover himself, Tim Livingston, because Scott Scotty D wants to make sure that the world knows that he is not a LeBron fan. He's a Lakers no. fan. Yes. So I was sorry. I, 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 I'll, I'll give you this one. But as it sits right now, the Los Angeles Lakers and the Portland Trail Blazers are tied for the sixth spot in um in the Western Conference. Why is that significant? It's because with the rule change this year, there is actually going to be a play-in tournament for the final two seeds, the seventh and eighth seed. So the play-in tournament will feature the seventh, eighth, ninth, and tenth ranked teams. So LeBron James last year, when they were setting up the whole um, COVID and the protocol and everything got going on, he was a fan if you were like if you were in striking distance of the playoffs. Um yeah, yeah, they should be able to play it out. They should be able to fight it out and everything. Because at the time, the, um, the Lakers were sitting nice and pretty. Ain't have to worry about making the playoffs. Hey, B-Live, should I do it in a typical SpongeBob fashion? <laughs> One year later. <laughs> now, because they're almost on the outside looking in, and now they have to play maybe a possible couple more games. It could eventually might be sitting at the house. LeBron James has changed course and says, whoever came up with this play-in idea should be fired. Um, LeBron James, why, why the change? What, 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 um, as I would like to say, huh, LeBron, what happened? What happened? Now you were a fan of it last year when you didn't have to, um, you didn't have to worry about it. This year, now you got to play a couple extra games. And, um, yeah, you, you're not allowed to do that because everything that you say can and will be held against you in the court of the sports books. So we're going to bring up, like, you know how people like to say don't be bringing up old stuff? We're going to be bringing up old stuff, bro. You can't be doing that. You got to, hey, you got to. His ankle hurts. <laughs> you got to um, do better, and y'all better get it together because y'all can be sitting on the outside looking in after this whole playoff situation, because um, just saying anything can happen. Do not sleep on Seth, um, Steph Curry and the Golden State Warriors. It was on fire. And I'm telling you, this, that would be very intriguing. You got uh, right now, San Antonio is at the 10th spot. So it would probably be if Portland Ward to jump the Lakers, it would be um, Lakers versus the Spurs. But I could change because the Spurs only have to get anything can happen. LeBron James, do better and put some stank on it. Yes, sir. I like the Penguins winning the Stanley Cup. Be live over to you. Storm surge coming at you. And ladies and gentlemen, with that being said, it's been another episode of the Sports Bros Podcast. But before we go, you guys got any parting words before we go out of here? Who hate watch this episode of Monday Night Raw? <laughs> Penguins going do, to the Stanley Cup. Do something Cup. nice. Do something over, nice. Over, over to you, Scotty D. 
Do something nice for yourself. Oh, oh, oh okay, okay, <laughs> Stanley. I, I, can, I, I can take a hint. Like I told the lady the other day, I can take the hint, ma'am. Uh, check us I was out. Just gonna, I was just trying it out. That's all. Hey, man, all you right. never know. Check us out on all of our Sports Bros related platforms. You can check us out on the Sports Bros podcast on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, look at the description box. That's where you'll find us out, okay? All over the place. And shout out to everybody that's joined the Sports Bros family because just like families in real life, we're going to keep growing, growing, and growing. We love you and thank you. Shout out to our day one listeners and our viewers on YouTube. And in closing, do something nice for yourself. And if you can, do something nice for someone else. They will greatly appreciate it now more than ever. All right? Take care of each other. May is Mental Health Month. Show some love, and we're getting ready to fade up out of here. It's been another episode of the Sports Bros Podcast. Yes, sir. Bye. I hate you. Yes, sir.